Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen, I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hey. We have Haven Duddy here today. Haven is a real estate agent here in the mainline of Philadelphia. And your business, Mainline Haven, combines selling, buying, staging, interior design, construction. Y'all do it all. Yeah, explain. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that it kind of came together because I realized, um, so my husband owns a construction company. I've been a realtor since 2007, and I've renovated my own homes. And what I realized is that they all kind of go together when you're creating a home you love. So sometimes you're buying a house, and sometimes you're wanting to renovate it, and then sometimes you want to make changes. So um, we just sort of talk about it all and then help people through whatever process they are in that. Well, you were saying when someone employs you to buy or sell their house, they get design services with that. Yeah, so what I found was that um, all of my clients were, you know, asking me after they bought their house, like, what do you think of this and what the paint color? And I thought, you know, why don't we just offer interior design services to all of our real estate clients? Because I just was so busy with my own business. So that's been something that people really love. So they get four hours with an interior designer to help them pick out paint colors and do room designs because that's definitely like the next step. So, yeah. Is four enough? Do they need more? Um, You know, to be honest with you, they can get more. Um, Four hours with someone who's pretty good is actually, you know, is you can get a lot done in four hours if you sort of know what you want. And we, the girl who works with us, she's amazing. So she can get, she can do a lot in four hours. Now, the type of things that she's coming up, is that room plans, fabric schemes, or is it really more like specific products that so it's, it's it's really all a little bit of all of that. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's just helping them pick out paint color. Sometimes people want to figure out how they can use some of their old furniture in their new house. Um, and then sometimes they want help, you know, purchasing new pieces. So it really, I would say like no two things are the same. It always sort of changes for each mm-hmm. client's need. But it's definitely something that we found that people really you know, enjoy because there's all people are always going to want to make changes to right. the house and sort of try to fit their style. So it, it works really well. Now, here's a question for you. <laughs> Why do I have to preface the question with a question? I don't know. But um, are people mostly buying a house that is their style or are they buying a house and then making it their style? I feel like that's like marrying a man and hoping he'll change. So I would say that around here, um, most of the time we have, so we have an older housing inventory in general. Um, And I would say that a lot of the time people are going to want to make changes to the house um, to make it fit their style. Sometimes people buy new construction, but around here that's probably less normal than a resale. Um, Oftentimes the people who are reselling have lived in their home for 
a significant amount of years, um, you know, 20, 25. But it's also interesting for someone who's been there seven years, you can see that those choices that were made seven, 10, 12 years ago seem dated today. Mm. So most of the time there will be wanting, people are going to want to make changes. But there's a difference between making a home, decorating a home to make suit your style versus changing the foundational style of a home. So a traditional I think that's home my versus question. a more modern home? Yes. I, you know, because you really can, if you have a traditional home, like there's really only so modern you can go without tearing the thing down and building a modern home. Right. So I would say around here too, we don't, we tend to have more traditional like housing inventory, like colonials. I mean, you will see like split levels every once you'll see those, but modern homes are sort of few and far between because right. they're, you know, it's an older housing stack. So depending on what neighborhoods like Ardmore, um, those houses can be almost a hundred years old. And then, you know, other neighborhoods are 30 years old. So you definitely sort of see the differences, but, um, you know, in general, I guess we have more traditional. But I think within that, you can sort of make it, um, you know, sort of work for your style, too. Right. So are you, back to what you were saying, so I can go about, you can walk in and kind of see the, seven, ten years, things are already outdated. Mm-hmm. What are people doing or, or, or are there things that we can do to keep that from happening or is it just impossible? So I always say to people that the one thing that you can um, definitely plan on is that what you love today, you probably won't love in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then you should just also embrace that and realize that your style is going to change. Colors today that you feel drawn to, you're probably not going to um, down the road. And all that's fine because I think that that's just what happens. Um, So I try to, you know, when I'm helping people buy a house, I try to help them realize that, yeah, you might not love this, but you can make changes and it's just always going to be like a constant, you know, most people's styles really do change and they don't, they don't love what they, you know, it just changes over time, which is fine. I think we should just embrace it. Well, yeah, we talked about evolving. We all evolve our wardrobes and. So don't be so worried about, oh, is this this trend going to last? Or I'm in love with this. Is this going to be good for resale in seven years? Who cares? It's going to need to be redone anyway in seven years. Right, and I think you should do what you want. Like, even my husband and I, we say that, you know, when people ask me, when people buy a house and then they, you know, talk about doing a kitchen renovation, which is a huge expense, and they say, well, you know, are we going to get the money out of it? And I say, well, how long do you plan on living in your house? And they say, well, 25 years. I'm like, okay, (laughs) well, you know, you're – your kitchen probably will be outdated in 25 years, you know, but you, you know, we, we do changes in our house because we, that's what we want and that's how we want to live. And it's, you know, you're always going to have to be updating and doing things to try to get top dollar if you were to sell. But I think that you, sh- you know, there's something to be said about just realizing that, you know, it's, it's okay to make those changes and not be so worried about resale if you're, if you're planning on living there 20, 30 years. Yeah, you have to right. live your life. Why yeah. are you going to wait to <laughs> do make you it awesome think, when you leave? Do you seriously think people are renovating their kitchen every 10 years? No, I don't no, think people think are renovating their house. Update. But I think that people do sort of make changes. And I think that if you do a kitchen today, I mean, we I see kitchens 12 years from now or 12 years ago and my clients come in and they're like, that's not what I want. Like, I don't want that granite. I don't want that. You know, they're not the colors. They were older woods. Now we're painting them. So I think that the only thing that's consistent is that in 10, 12 years, people might feel the same about the kitchen that you're, you know, you're putting in today. But I think that's all okay because I think that that's just what happens. Styles change. Things evolve. Um, 
you know, mm-hmm. and then you can, there's ways to make changes too, to kind of keep up with things as well. Yeah. I have a question. <laughs> Don't want to interrupt anyone. Um, when, when people are house shopping, what are the things that they get stuck on that you feel like they should not get stuck on? Because I feel like I read in your Instagram or somewhere about you, um, as I was doing deep, deep research, um, <laughs> that you and your husband, when you, you did a lot of house shopping, when you moved in this one, yeah. when you looked at this one particular house, you're both like, oh, yeah, yeah, this will work. We can work with this. But a lot of other people weren't able to get over some of the things. So what are the things that people get hung up on that they really shouldn't? So... I would definitely put myself and my husband in a different category mm-hmm. because we we want to renovate. You know, he has a construction company. I wanted to do a project. So I definitely don't think most people are willing to undertake as much as we would be. But I try to show, like, explain to people with pain and just, you know, refreshing things and take, you know, with everyone's belongings out and painting a house and doing simple facelifts. When people say, I don't like the kitchen. And I show them pictures of what, you can do by just painting, having the cabinets professionally painting, taking out the backsplash, putting in new countertops, new lighting. It really can make you feel like the kitchen you want today in a kitchen that was done 15 years ago that mm-hmm. you might think, I don't like it. But for $10,000, $15,000, you can make it feel how you want. And I think that's a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great investment. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like I read that you said for you at least, living in your house helps you figure out how the house should function and the thing, changes that you should make. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I definitely believe that there's something to be said about living in your house before you you know, go at it. Um, I think that it, you, by, by being in space, you feel, you'll learn how you wanna use it. And then after a year or so, I think you would make different changes than you would initially. Um, I know that my husband and I bought our house six years ago and we're about to undertake another big renovation on our first floor. And we would have never done what we're going to do now had we done it from day one because we just didn't realize how we wanted to use the space. And I'm a really big believer in today that you can you can mix things around like you don't if you're not using your living room then it's okay to change it and to make it into a different space um, try to reuse the space how you want um, and I think more and more people are embracing that like if you're not using two of your rooms and you're talking about an addition then let's talk about how we might be able to use that space before you you know put on a large addition if you're not using 50% of the space on your first floor right I want to know what the changes were that you made in your home yeah. Um, so we've done a lot um, already. We did a full lower level. We did a huge landscaping project outside where we took down like 150 trees and, you know, landscaping. We did an outside huge deck and patio with a fire pit. Um, and wow. now we're about to do a first floor remodel, which will be a kitchen. It'll also be taking our formal living room and turning it into a formal dining room and an office. And then I'm taking my dining room and I'm making that eating kitchen. So I'm totally wow. changing the whole The space. whole layout. And that's because yeah. of the way you've been using it. You now realize yes. that you're not utilizing certain rooms and this right. is going to... My living room was my hardest room because we just didn't use it. Yeah. And after realizing that I wanted like a really big kitchen, then I could, would take the dining room, then I wanted to figure out, I still wanted that dining room, and then I wanted an office. So we were able to figure out how we can sort of make the dining room into two, and I think it's going to be great. But we would have never thought about that or figured that out had we done it day one. We just would have renovated right. the kitchen. So. so if you are making changes to the floor plan 
in a way that's very personal to you. How do you balance that with wanting to sell your house? Like, you know, when do you know, okay, I should make this for resale value or should you just throw resale value and even the concept of resale value out the um, I would say it should be a little bit of both. I mean, I try to be very thoughtful about the space and even chain, taking half of that space for my living room and taking the front portion and knowing that we're going to, you know, put walls in and making that an office. The dining room that I'm going to have could still be a living room. So I try to think like, okay, if someone didn't want this specific layout, they still technically have, I created a living room or dining room, an office. So I think that there, you can think about that. But um, I do think though, if you want to live in your house and live the way you want to live and you plan on being there 20, 30 years down the road, then I think that you should do what you want and not worry about it so much. You know, we're so into open floor plans and all of that. That's great. But like sometimes I look at house and I'm like, people might walk in 15 years from now and be like, we need to put some walls back up. Uh-huh. Like it might yeah. be too much. Like, I don't know where things are going to go, but you know, I don't know. So, right. You can't see the future. You can't see the future. Right. Yeah. And you're you're doing it for you and your yeah. lifestyle. Right. Yeah. And there have to be somebody out there like you. Yeah, exactly. And more and more people, I think, are... There's no one like you, Karen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think most people would... It's funny because I do think that most people's thoughts of what they want to do sort of do go together. So when people say, should I do this? I'm like, yeah, well, everyone else wants to do it too. So like, just do it because that's definitely popular right now. People are talking mm-hmm. about it. So you're not the only one. You know, you should go ahead, take down that wall, get rid of it. You know, that's what mm-hmm. people want. Mm-hmm. What are mistakes people are making that you were like, oh man, stop doing that, people. It's bad. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I would say is when you're doing design stuff or doing kitchens or doing um, bathrooms to try to lean as most as you can to um, traditional or just a new not don't go crazy with it because I think when you if you can go if you go cr- too much into a certain um, you know design or something that's possible it's very easy to date that versus if you try to keep it simple and then realize you can make changes with paint and lighting or just you know, the details, the just, then I think that it'll last longer versus I'm so into this like super colorful whatever and I'm going to put it in and then you might look three years later and be like, wow. Mm-hmm. You'd be tired of it, but that's, right? that's hard to take. <laughs> so keep like the basics basic and then know that, you know, it's easier to sort of switch things around because, I mean, I know I get tired of my stuff probably more than the average person and well, I'm always like wanting to make changes like really so. wild outfit you only exactly. wear it once in a while exactly. you wear your basics probably more you would plus everybody notices you and then you can't wear it again at the same parties <laughs> right so I feel like <sighs> you know if you kind of keep things as much as you can um with those bigger items like mm-hmm. kitchens and try to keep it as neutral as you can and then know you can make changes. Because you could even put up a crazy wallpaper in a kitchen. Exactly. And I, I and love that. And it's easy to pull down mm-hmm. and easy to change. And yeah. mm-hmm. Is there anything that you walk in to a house that someone's selling and you immediately know they have to change this? They got to fix like, that. If you're about to stage it and you're getting ready to sell. Yeah. I like that she was shaking her head already. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I got it. <laughs> um, I mean, I would say that. So one thing that we do often is when I'm before I'm selling a house, I will talk to the people about, you know, we're going to we're going to paint, probably change lighting. Um, 
those are some of the most easiest ways to make people feel like it's current. It's amazing right now what gray paint can do to people's minds. When they walk into a house, like for example, I'm, I just I just listed a townhouse and it was built in 2004. And 2004, people loved mustard yellow. They loved yellow. Like the whole place was yellow. It was like it's very I don't remember that year well it's funny because in my business I know what's popular so I'm like oh yeah this is like to, so 2004 they're, they're all the same everyone's walls are these deep yellow and I'm like we need to get rid of this this is definitely people are going to walk in they're going to feel like this feels dated mm-hmm. more than it should because it's theoretically newer has large ceilings nice woodwork so going in the painting it great people walk in they're like wow it feels so more new Mm -hmm. Um, and people don't want to buy dated things so they're willing to pay more for you know even just updating like putting in a new you know, chandelier that's more is today. I current. think lighting gets dated I mean, lighting quickly too. Just, yeah, exactly. Updating lighting, it's mm-hmm. just so simple. Those details, they make a big difference mm-hmm. and you generally get a lot of return on your investment for that. Are people still asking for open floor plans? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. People, people, I'm not love. a fan. You're not a fan. Okay, I'm not. I mean, but yeah. you know what? That's why we have chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would say that most people in my world looking for houses, a lot of people that I work with are families. They want that, especially from the kitchen to the family room. Yes, that's a I huge, like that. That's a huge believer in that. But I don't want to see my dining room from my kitchen because if I'm entertaining, it might not be as tidy in there as you would hope. Right, and I, 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 you don't I want to look at the dirty dishes. Well. No, my staff isn't cleaning it up. Right, <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe Mooney, Joe Mooney, get to work. <laughs> but yeah, open floor plans are are big. Um, yeah, I would say at least from the dining, from the kitchen to the family room, that's a pretty critical space that yeah. people want open. D- talk to me about why. I mean, in theory, I know why, but you mentioned no one wants to buy a dated space. Now, is that usually because they just feel like dated means problems unforeseen repairs like repairs or do you think that people just want to feel like the house they're buying is new and fresh and like untouched like what you know so i definitely think that there's a couple things going on with it um as much as people watch hgtv and see home renovation projects and you would think a lot often what I offer people is, you know, my husband owns a construction company. We renovated. We can show you houses that you can purchase that are undervalued where you can renovate, that you can do that. Nobody wants to go down that road. People want to walk into a space and feel like they don't have to do too much, too many changes. They want it to feel fresh. They watch those shows. That's what they expect. Um, and they're also willing to pay top dollar for those homes. So oh, okay. So that's a huge benefit for sellers. I mean, if your home feels current as much as possible, like you will get top dollar, you will get more than your neighbors. It, it makes sense to make these small changes because it really does pay off. Yeah, man. Makes Good to me know. want to go paint some houses and sell them. I know, right? <laughs> I know, paint, lighting, it's amazing how much more you can get for a house. Clearing things out, I mean, that's a huge part. Like we most, we tell most people they need to get rid of like 90% of the stuff in their house. Like it's just too much. Okay, is well, it, let's talk about furniture, that. Furniture or their accessories? It's everything. You know, when, you sell, when you're sell, when you selling a house, um, it really, people want to feel the space. And when you're, when there's too many things in there, it starts to feel just, it's just, it's just not the right feeling when you're trying to sell a house. Right. Um, 
And, you know, I was talking recently on my Instagram stories. I was kind of showing people what we recently did to a house. And I'm a big fan of this. I believe in getting rid of things. I think it's important. If you're buying things, you need to be getting rid of things mm-hmm. because you can't just keep on bringing stuff into your house. It's just too much. Right. You know, so... It's good to clear out, and if you don't use something, it's no longer serving you, it's no longer something you love, then sell it, donate it, get rid of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times people have way too much stuff in their house, um, and I think that sometimes getting rid of it can feel very therapeutic. If you want to change in your house, get rid of some stuff, rearrange it, repurpose it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it can, you know, I think it can do a lot. You have kids, right? Three. Uh-huh. How do you do that with their stuff? <laughs> so they're, I mean, they're you have pretty... a lot of energy for having three kids. You do. <laughs> I have my, my youngest is five, six, and eight. So oh, my kids my are Lord. little. Um, and I'm just like, uh, things break and we get stains and I clean them up. And I, I just try to, you know, I don't get too crazy about anything, but... I try to be as organized as I can, and I have closets, and that's where their toys go. They're not always perfectly in the closet, but they're thrown in the closet just to try to keep it <laughs> the door nicely. Shut. Yeah, exactly. Tight, closed storage. Because <laughs> I can't, I can't live in like chaos. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just too much. So I try to. Are make you able organized. to keep their possessions slim though? Or are you able to? Like, are you don't play with that toy yeah, anymore? Yeah, so we get rid it. of that. Yeah, and my mm-hmm. mother-in-law, she's great. She loves to come over, and I'm like, come on over, clear out their toys. Like, let's go through it, and um, she'll donate. That's that. a great mother-in-law. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's awesome. Carmi. She, if you're listening, it's my mother-in-law. She loves to get rid of stuff, take things to the church. I'm like, let's just get rid of it. They're not playing with it. And most of my kids, they, they really don't play with a lot of toys anymore. I feel like they sit there and they don't use them. So I'm like, let's just get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, let's talk a little more. bit about staging, though, because I yeah. think that that can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And it's a totally, you know, we talk a lot about decorating, but it is staging is a very different science. So mm-hmm. What are some general rules we should kind of keep in mind? So when we um, when we sell houses, there's sort of two areas that a house can fall into a stage. We always do some sort of staging per se, but if it's vacant house, and that's totally different. We're bringing in furniture. We're you know we're hiring. You know people are coming in, they're staging, it, and everything is kind of perfect. For the most part, when we're selling houses, that doesn't really work for people because people are still living there. So we can't do that all the time. Most of the time what we do is if people are living in their house and we need to stage it, then we go through. I tell people, like, you're moving anyway. It's time to get rid of stuff. Like, let's start the process. Um, You know, get a pod or something. We need to start getting stuff out of here. So either it's going to someplace to be donated or it's going somewhere that we can store it while we're staging it. And then we kind of go decide what pieces we're going to stay. But most of the process of staging is really clearing things out and trying to get as much of a blank canvas as we can. And then we go and we start adding things that we know that people like right now. So if someone's furnishings are feeling a little dated, then... Most of the time, we really try to get people to paint the house and do that stuff. And then we go in with those accessories and start putting in. Your own accessories or you pick from theirs? Um, Both. So most, so I have a whole arsenal. I Mm. like show. What are the things that show up? Just like pillows and towels and bath stuff. And they basically go from house to house. So people sort of can like look in the listings (laughs) and be like, wait a minute, that looks familiar over there. But it's kind of works, and I just sort of reuse them. Or yeah. if the colors are different, we just kind of bring in different stuff and get pillows from Home Goods or whatever. But it goes a long way, and most of the items we can reuse. Right. What's the weirdest thing you've seen in somebody's house? I mean, I've seen some weird things. I bet you have. <laughs> I, 
you know, one of the weirdest things I have seen, I will tell I will tell you this, was going through a very expensive house. It was like a five million dollar home and there were pizza boxes in the kitchen, like someone had just had a major party in there, which felt weird for a five million dollar house. And they yeah. had pizza too. Yeah, but this was like this <laughs> was like this was just like, just like a you. party. This was like a college party or okay. something that had just happened. And okay. there were like literally Get like kegger. the the sellers like boxer shorts were on the in the <gasps> bathroom floor, and I was like, no. Are you kidding me right now? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Like okay, wait. This, we're walking over your boxer shorts in the bathroom. This is it just wait, it's not what, what, what we were You were expecting. having a showing? Or? Oh, a private showing. So they knew we were coming to. It wasn't even like I just showed up with no. my clients. I swear to God. Yes. I was representing the buyers and I was like, what is going on right now? Oh. Do you like see? these excuse those as yeah. we walk Pardon over? Do you like this? A, a very small area rug. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see that sex dungeon? Oh, yes, Please yes, hate yes. these things? Yes. They do you do. follow Please Hate These Things? No, I know. I don't. I probably should, but I know exactly where. It wasn't too far from here. <gasps> was it near here? Well, it wasn't that far, but yes, it was in the Philadelphia region, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it was in the real estate listing, you know, a private adult playground sex or something. I don't think they said sex dungeon. I think they said... Adult I don't know what there you're were, talking there about. There was that thing that you get handcuffed to. I know yeah. it was a dungeon, but that's not the wording they used well, in no. their description. I don't think there's a lot of SEO search value behind sex dungeon in the real estate world. Maybe. You never know. You we have us. to ask. No, I mean, that definitely was very strange. I actually thought about that recently because sometimes my friends, realtor friends, will like, sort of like share like, oh my gosh, crazy listings or whatever. Someone sent me this one and it was like an indoor pool, like it was an inflatable pool that was in someone's like living room and I'm like, oh my what? goodness. You know, like some of the listings you see, you're just like, what? <laughs> but that was on another level. I yes. mean, that was like kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I don't I know why the realtor told them, like, one, we should definitely not take photos of it if we're not getting rid of it. But Right. Yeah. I still feel that way about, like, Airbnb and VRBO, though. All those rentals, when you're looking through some of the photos and you're like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, well, based on whatever, you know, XYZ in this home, not staying there. Well, yeah. So we we just um, purchased a beach house last year. That so I we've rented beach houses for ten years, and it was always a goal for us to buy a property. So we were always going to rent it. So, mm-hmm. which I knew that when I would go through those listings, I'm like, what is wrong with people? Like, if you could just please update your house yes. a little bit. Like, I'm happy to pay yes. top dollar, I but like, pay more. I just can't, I can't come here. Okay. Oh, Agree. For my vacation and like live like this. Uh-uh. Like, it's just not okay. So uh-uh. we we you know we. We renovated it and we put in like, you know, we made it beachy and put like, you know, it's very cute. It's wallpaper and stuff. And uh, literally I rented it out within, I think, 48 hours for the entire summer. I mean, people, that's what they want. They just want to be in a nice space. And I think that that's the same thing for selling houses. Like I just, you know, people want a certain feel when they walk into a house. They don't want to feel they want to feel like it's current. It's like where they can live. So I think creating that is a value. If you go on vacation for one one week a year you want to go somewhere where you mm-hmm. think you feel as though you're living in like a luxury luxurious even if it's a house in the nearest beach to you you know what i mean exactly. you don't want it yeah it can't be creepy yeah and it's not that difficult to make uh-uh. improvements too i mean some simple things really can go a long way right paint you know go to Wallpaper. home goods get some you know or go to baller you know go wherever you know it's just it's just very easy to make improvements right yes Agreed. <laughs> and not too many. I feel like the other one is like the personal photos. We went. I remember going in a house and there oh, was like was an Airbnb. 
Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, creepy. Well, even I went, I went, we even went into a home that was for sale. And I, I understand they live in oh, there, but sale. it really okay. was like, there were so many gallery walls. Or like, I feel like every wall had like a gallery wall full of personal photos. And it felt very much like I was interrupting these people's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they wanted to sell the home to me. But I felt very much like an intruder. Yes. Yeah. And it's creepier in the vacation houses, I think. <laughs> if you, on the bedside table, you know, there's the kids. There's, oh, no. I don't, I don't want to see that. No, people don't want to see your stuff. They want to be able to envision themselves in a space. So Right. I, think I mean, it's just like a – it should just be like a hotel. Yeah. Yes. Neutral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used like in an appropriate way you there. You did. We're working on our likes. Oh, yes. I think I do that, too. No, you've been good. <laughs> I haven't pointed at you. <laughs> you gave me the evil eye, but I, I used did it give in, you a, the evil eye. in an appropriate fashion. You were. Good job, Caroline. <laughs> good job. Are people being more minimalist or maximalist, you think, with um, their stuff these days? I don't I, – I think there's, like, two – I mean, both, you know, probably in the middle. Most people sort of fall – um, that's generally what I see. Like, I don't see too many people that are real minimalists. Um, I mean, I love it if you can do it, but I think most people have too much um, more stuff. So probably in the middle, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that everyone can probably get rid of things. Oh, my gosh. Yes. A good place to start. <laughs> see, yeah. That's... When you are looking for houses, that is so... I just want more storage, not living space. I've spoken that to that. That means you have too much stuff. Well, I know. That's what she oh. just answered that. That's right, what I'm but, realizing. But if your things fill every closet to the brim, yeah. then no one, everyone is going to assume there's not enough storage in your house. But maybe there's plenty of storage in your house. You're just having oh, used you're saying, So that's why you take it out when you're showing. Yes. Yes. To, I was just going to say, yeah. no one has as many cute dresses as Taryn. So they don't need oh, as much my gosh, I love <laughs> dresses. I she love does. them. <laughs> It's sick. Yeah. Are there any things, you know, I, I think, okay, I used to love to watch, oh God, what was that show? Vern Yip was on it, one of our guests. Training Spaces. And, no. Um, That's the only words I Bang know. Bang for Your Buck was a TV okay. show that he was on. And I think that there were always these sort of um, elements that people said, oh, this is great for resale value. Like I think granite countertops is a great example. Are there anything, any items like that where – Maybe people assume that they'll get a lot of resale value, but they really won't. And on the flip side, is there anything that maybe they haven't considered that they really... I mean, I think you mentioned the lighting. Painting so I think that's lighting. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say the easiest was, again, painting, lighting, um, re, uh, doing refreshes in the kitchen, you know, if, you're, if your cabinet's But if you're going to remodel. If you're going to remodel. You know, um, and you know... What are the best bangs for your buck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, kitchens are good. I mean, you're not going to get dollar for dollar for any of these, like, large renovations. Um, but, you know, kitchens, bathrooms, I think updating those, making good choices are always, you So know, what's good. a good choice? Um, neutral. Kitchens. Kitchens are great. People buy – I think people buy houses for the space, but kitchens and bathrooms are big. Um, but neither one are going to give you, you know, you're not going to get dollar for dollar on them. Um and then just making like wise choices with it, you know, not going crazy. I mean, there's things that I'm going to do to my kitchen that I know I'm not going to get the money out of it. And I'm okay with that because I know that buyers don't understand some of the differences for costs for like inset cabinets versus other cabinets. Sometimes they don't, they don't understand that. A lot of buyers don't realize that appliances can range from 
you know, right. a couple thousand to we, my husband does kitchens and people spend 50, 60,000 on appliances. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get your money for that because people don't understand the value of that. Um, so I think it's just, you know, trying to make good decisions overall, making sure you're not going crazy with anything. Um, but most people, the reality that I think is that when people do kitchens and bathrooms, you are deciding that you're probably going to be living in that house for a little while. Um which a lot of my clients, they go through that whole, we were talking before about the whole love it or list it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think around here, there's a lot of um, older housing. So the struggle is, do people want to make those changes to their house? Or, and then they start looking at other houses and realize that not only are they more expensive, they also have to make all those changes to those houses because oh. they don't have those updated kitchens either. So more right. and more people are choosing to stay and renovate. Um, and at that point, I think they're really choosing to stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say you're leaving town, right? Say I can't pick a house here, so I'm going to have to sell my house. Do you think it's better? And, and my kitchen needs to be updated. So either I'm going to need to do it or the person who buys it. Should I take the lower price and let them do it? Or should I do sort of a slapdash job and try to get some more money out of it and sell? I would do that. Slapdash? Yeah, I would say. <laughs> that's what I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put in a new kitchen if you're not, if you're planning on leaving. Because you're not going to get your money out of it, but you will get probably maybe double return on your investment at least on painting the cabinets, putting new countertops in and up doing a backsplash. I mean, that's a pretty easy way mm-hmm. to get, make people walk in and feel like they're buying a new kitchen, but they're not, you're not, you're not, you, they didn't, it didn't cost you that. What's your favorite countertop these days? Um, so I, I love marble, but that is definitely something that, you know, people, it, it's stains and I'm right. debating that myself. So quartz is good. It's funny because, you know, granite used to be like the standard. Now we don't really say granite Mm -hmm. because granite's dated and people don't want that anymore, which I think also just goes to the fact that, you know, this is just the cycle. It just changes. People's, you know, granite stainless steel appliances used to be like, oh, those are the things. And now it's like not, (laughs) those aren't such, you know, you know, they're Uh not, people aren't that impressed anymore. (laughs) They want, they want different things. So... (laughs) Yeah, that's my house. People are annoying. <laughs> well, we, I mean, like I still said, love our, our change. Yeah, but I yeah. will say my taste has changed, but mm-hmm. I also feel like the functionality of the granite, the one I yeah. dislike in my um, bathroom, I love because it just it hides, so I don't become like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. so, and, and you know what? Well, there's, there's a again, range, I know, right? Yeah. Like we just bought a house; it had granite countertops, and sure, it wouldn't have been what mm-hmm. I picked, mm-hmm. but I picked a cabinet color and some hardware and like, it doesn't even bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, you know, it's easy to clean. It's not, like I said, it's not what I would have picked, but it looks good. So there is mm-hmm. a wide range in terms of granite, you know, like there's some True. things that are ugly and there's some marble mm-hmm. that's ugly just because it's marble. It doesn't mean it's pretty. You know? True. And I think that that is definitely something that's important. And I try to let people, most of the time when people are buying a house, their standards are like, the max like that's not the counter I want that's not that what I want and I think the reality of is that you know when you move into a home like things are expensive and it costs a lot of money so you're not going to be able to make every single upgrade that you want and then overall you get you know you get used to things and you're happy with it it's fine you know it's not it's not the end of the world that you don't have that countertop so but I think when people are looking for houses they tend to say that's not what I want Mm -hmm. but I think it's knowing that you can make those changes um you should be open to that and then trying to get people to realize you know 
there's no such thing as a perfect house. And I tell my clients all this time, and I, I try to tell them too, it's not about your budget because I have clients who have $5 million budgets and they're not happy either. Everybody wants more and that's just the reality of the situation. So yeah. If your budget is five million, maybe you want a hundred thousand dollar kitchen and a pool and a basement. Exactly, mm-hmm. you just want more, work out and more and more and more. People think, oh, if I just had more money, it's like, no, it's not that. It's just that you need to be, you need to adjust what you're, what you're, you know, willing to accept. Right. Compromise. Right. Compromise, mm-hmm. and then you know, you're not going to find everything that you want. Um, there's always going to be something that's not ideal, but it's just trying to figure out like what are what's the most important to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's how Karen picked Joe, her husband. I compromised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she was like, well, I don't like that he's bald, but he's got other features. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I love you, Joe Mooney. I'm sorry. You won't listen, don't worry. <laughs> Joe is amazing. He's no. Wonderful. I was literally, as you were, the whole time you were talking, I was thinking, because my parents' house was built in the 1980s, and you know, my, my parents are trying to, like, redo parts of the kitchen and the bathroom yeah. so that they could potentially sell in the next few years. And their bathroom, their bathroom still has the corner jacuzzi tub yeah. that's green, foresty green, oh, and the matching. It? it doesn't. When no, was the last it doesn't time your mom tub. took a bath in that tub? Never. Is it it a became storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She put a top on it and like made it like storage. I'm not even kidding. Oh my gosh. Well, they also there was a pool. I think I've told you all this. There's a pool in the house, a little oh, like an exercise, indoor pool? an indoor yeah. exercise pool that my parents have since like put a whole floor over. It was a pool room off the backside, yeah. and now it, they, they took the doors off. It. They covered it, and it's just like an extra like. At Christmas time, that's where we, like, set up everything. Yeah. Anyway, it's just funny that, like, yeah. they had too many kids and they made more space. So, yeah. comically, they didn't need the pool. They had to <laughs> come to find out. So, I can't wait till they do go to sell and... There's a pool like, under here. Look at this. Yeah. It's like ripping up carpet. It's fine in hardwoods. <laughs> well, speaking of hoarding, there's a trap door. I've told y'all this. No, you have My not. parents put a door in the floor, like a trap door. And so, all the Christmas... Decorations are in, are in the pool. Oh, the empty well, this pool. This is like, yes, this is going to be very interesting when they go to the <laughs> <laughs> That realtor is going to do the same thing. Be like, ah, people are going to be like, what? Your price, <laughs> drop your price. <laughs> well, just, oh, they're going to make them clear all that out. Put it in a pod. Pick up the floor and fill it up with water and call it a pool. No, I did tell. I told my mother she all the green, the toilet, the green. I think she changed the cho- toilet. The green. The toilet's an easy change. Toilets are so easy to change. You no, guys. she did change. I'm just saying oh. for our viewers, oh. slash viewers, because there's no one watching. Um, <laughs> or is there? <laughs> it's easy. You do yeah. that and do it yourself. Totally well, you can glaze tile too. That's another thing that we've done. Um, getting houses ready for sale is like if you have like a tan tile, you can easily glaze it like a cream or a gray, and doing things like that makes it feel a little bit more current. Where do I get that? Home Depot? Um, paint stores. Um, okay. And then there's special, actually, there's special people who do this, um, who just glaze. So you'd probably want to go to like a specialist. But um, it really makes a difference on how it feels. Like there's houses around here that are 100 years. They have the green bathrooms, pink bathrooms. You walk in, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can get rid of all that by painting it. So 
It doesn't bother me in some applications. It really depends. Mm-hmm. I really think you can fix a lot by decorating around this it. This would bother yeah. you. Not that. But, you know, like <laughs> some mm-hmm. of those 50s. Have the light pink bathroom and the light blue bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom. I think that's so funny. I had that in house. Light pink and light blue. Like one for her, one yeah. for him. Yeah. Our ranch, El Rancho had El Rancho. that. We've yeah. named Terrence House El Rancho <laughs> today. But when the, when they put those in, that was what people wanted. Yeah, that was. I the mean, thing. that was like this is updated. This is fabulous. You know, I love just, it. Is that when they know? invented <laughs> colored toilets and stuff? You know what I mean? Showers and toilets. I, I don't know. So. They, I mean, it was popular then. You know, and then oh, my childhood friend. Leanne Sheely had a red toilet in their powder room. I thought, I know, right? You think back and you're like, oh my Lord. And it was. It's better than black. But at the time, I thought that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. And I think it had a gold handle. Oh, no. Super fancy, y'all. We had we had a blue, we had the powder blue growing up. Mm-hmm. My dad's bathroom was all pink. But my mom, you know what? My mom actually did some good stuff to it. She put up a wallpaper yeah. that actually made the... Blue seem intentional. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty, like, chinoiserie yeah. wallpaper. She painted it, put up a shower curtain. It actually looked really good. Mm-hmm. There you go. Anyways, I think. No, it's, and it's funny, too, because sometimes I'll go through houses, and they'll be 30 years old. And the tile selection, the mosaics, are actually coming back in style. Yes. I'm like, oh, look, those are back now. So just things change, and things come back, and it's, it's all very interesting. Yeah. Sometimes the renovations ruin the house. You know, and you <laughs> wish that they had just left it. Oh, you yeah. You have to go fix what someone ruined mm. when well, they renovated. Right. When we purchased our house, they said, gourmet kitchen. Um, and my husband and I sort of looked at it and we're like, I mean, this is nothing we want. You know, I don't know why they chose this, these choices. And they had they had renovated it. So we had to give them some money for it. They were, you know, we had to, it wasn't original, but it wasn't what we wanted. So I think that there's that issue, too, that people sort of, you know, you want, if you're paying for something, you really want it to be what you want it to be. Exactly. I had a renovated kitchen in my house when I moved in. Y'all, it had an octagonal island. Right. <laughs> oh, in the middle. It was white laminate with black marble on top on, in an octagon shape. Yeah. So me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't <laughs> believe you didn't keep that one. Right? How, how long did you live with it before you renovated? Years. Yeah. I lived with yeah. it for years. Um, did you have a party when you blew it out? I probably did. I'm trying to. I mean, it's I just burned in our memory. I'm sure I lived with it for four or five years. No, I, I mean, you know, it's so weird. You live with something you so long, you get used to it, yeah. and you're not mortified. When yeah. I first walked into right. that house, I was mortified, and then I kind of decorated around and ignored yeah. it for several years. But like you said, it gave me the opportunity to figure out how the kitchen should work and function and which way I wanted to face and look out the window and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Right. So I just, you know, kind of pretended it wasn't as gross as it was. Yeah. And people didn't tell me. So Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's why I try to tell people to, you know, sort of look past it and realize you can make the changes over time. It's not going to be a hundred percent when you go in and that's normal. And let yeah. me just say nobody's house is perfect. No, exactly. So it's don't be so hard on yourself when your house isn't exactly yeah. what you want. Nobody's We're all is. works in progress. That's My right, husband exactly. actually at one point was like, you know, when are we ever going to be done with this? And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you know, you need to change your thinking about this. Like, we will never be done. I was like, because by the time we're finished, like, I'm, I'm already wanting to redo stuff. We've been there for six years. And, like, I want to change the paint or I want to sort of, you know. And I think that's totally normal. 
For, you know, for some people, maybe some yeah. people don't do that, but you're in a, you're in a safe spot. It's your hobby. Yes. Pretty much every time we record a podcast, I've like have this major urge to go home and like, yeah, put a hammer through a wall. That's that is. You're like, oh, I hate that. Or yeah, hundred percent. Mm. <laughs> I think that we should answer some decorating dilemmas. Yeah. Our question is from Emily. She says, Our home, country farmhouse style, has windows that sit lower than most homes. They begin about a foot off the floor. I love because they look big and it lets more light in, but I have trouble decorating around them because it feels awkward to place a couch in front of it. Is there a rule of thumb here? So what I sort of thought, so she did send me a photo of the space too, so I can sort of look at it. And what I thought was that, you know, a lot of the times when people are um, decorating rooms, they tend to put the furniture closer to the walls, but often it should be brought closer together. So by pulling the sofa out from the window and possibly sticking like a console table behind it would be like a great solution. Mm -hmm. And then bringing, just bringing Mm -hmm. everything closer together. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't think she should be afraid of putting something in a window. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, just because it's a wall, I totally agree. People tend to push everything mm-hmm. out. But yeah, our Susan Ferrier episode, I don't know yes. which number it was, she talks mm-hmm. a lot about using things in a window to make the window mm-hmm. a focal point and also to kind of um, draw your eye to the view. So mm-hmm. whether it's a, a maybe an open bookcase or an etagere or something that you can put yeah. in. So if you have mm-hmm. a lot of these windows, you know, um, you can mm-hmm. use that to make right. a view. And I think, especially with seating, we just placed our couch in front of the window. And it feels really nice to sit in the window Mm -hmm. in the couch. You get all this great sunshine. So it's really a lovely spot, Mm -hmm. even if you're not actually looking in the view. I mean, you can sit on your couch sideways. You can lay down. Like, there are a lot of ways I think you can. You're not always going to be sitting on your couch facing forward. Right. My mm-hmm. living room sofa, I just as you said, that sits in a window. I have a small living room, and it dips down behind it. And never, I never even thought about it. It looks pretty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine does the same. Oh. And I've also seen. Um, I saw somewhere where if you go out of town and there's burglars, if you put a dancing man in the window in front of your big window, I think it's Home Alone. <laughs> like Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's where I saw. It. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I hear that also looks really good in front of your big windows. <laughs> Great tip, Taryn. <laughs> It keeps further away. There's a dance party. <laughs> Why don't you just put this some dummies on this turn. sofa? Just put some dummies on this sofa. <laughs> <laughs> that is an unconventional tip. Unconventional tip, but, but a good one. <laughs> Solid. Solid. Interesting. Okay. Um, Emily, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Let's pull it together here, ladies. Well, okay. We oh, also, what? I just wanted to point out, we also, in Tori Alexander's episode, we talked with her about how, um, you know, a lot of people struggle with what to hang over their sofa. Mm-hmm. And if you do put it in a window, it sort of solves that problem yes, because your window is already your art. And if you just, all you need is some window treatments, which you would put in anyways, right. and then you don't have that issue. Right. So two reasons why you should do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. Solve. Cool. Hey, then tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, 
And so did you your change your name at birth to Haven for this business? <laughs> or no, it was it just worked out well. No, Haven. tell them the name of your sisters too. I thought that was oh, funny. So, um, so I have three sisters. So my older sister is Tara, and then I'm Haven, and then Kay. So my older sister was Tara from Gone with the Wind, the plantation. And then I'm Haven, which is like a safe place, a harbor. And then my younger sister is Kay, C-A-Y, from Cayman Island. So oh. we're all named after places. That's cool. Yeah. I just love that. <laughs> that is awesome. But um, you can um, see me at MainlineHaven.com, and um, you can follow me on Instagram at MainlineHaven. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, we thanks appreciate for coming. It. Thanks yes, for thank me. It was a fun convo. All right. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Please leave us a five-star review in your <laughs> podcast app. Send your questions, of course, to podcast.ballardscience.net. And check out the show notes for this episode, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. Follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to enable the how to decorate skill skill in your Alexa app. (laughs) So you can listen to the podcast from your Alexa. And until next time, happy happy decorating. decorating.